Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, who doesn't like a conspiracy theory? The NASA moon landing was filmed at the MGM Studios in Burbank. Uh, 9-11 carried out by the US government. The death of Diana, of course. What about subliminal advertising on the telly getting us to buy stuff and do things? Well, Vance Packard, author of The Hidden Persuaders, certainly thinks so, and I linked to his book in the e-letter this morning. Look, there's plenty of them. The Kennedy assassination, flying saucers, Obama was born in Kenya, so couldn't or shouldn't be president. Actually, he was born in Honolulu. And Joseph Wisniak's uh, uh, book, Conspiracy Theories, and the people who believe them. That's interesting. There's a link to that as well. He draws on two YouGov surveys, the first of their kind, the first in Great Britain in February 2015, and later Germany, Italy, Poland, Portugal, and Sweden in March 2016. It shows the British and Europeans are as likely to believe in conspiracy theories as are Americans. The survey suggests that political and economic exclusion are the greatest predictors of conspiracy theorising. That's interesting, isn't it? Closer to home and to a lot of our hearts, the anti-lockdown conspiracists, the origin of the virus, government's reactions, doctors lied about COVID-related deaths, big pharma conspiracies about vaccination. I'm not sure if it falls short of conspiracy, but there is a lot of, shall we say, comment and controversy about the way Her Majesty's government handled the pandemic, particularly in the early days. And it was the early days of the pandemic that have just been examined in the High Court, a case brought by two bereaved daughters, crowdfunded by supporters and well-wishers. The judgment, the judgment arrived yesterday afternoon, and I linked to it in this morning's e-letter, all 75 pages of it. Her Majesty's government found guilty of illegally sending people to care homes, or so the papers would have us believe. I've read it, and you know what? I'm not so sure. If you can find the will and time, read it. It's a surgical, chronological record of what happened at a chaotic and confusing time. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but as a bloke on the top of the Clapham Omnibus, I'm far from sure that this won't be overturned if there is an appeal. It's important to say the case against the NHS was dismissed, as were all the claims praying in aid the Human Rights Act. The judgment is very narrow, grounded in common law, and the claim succeeds in these terms. I've paraphrased it. Succeeds against the Secretary of State and Public Health England to this extent. The policy set out was irrational in failing to advise that where an asymptomatic patient was admitted to a care home, he or she should, so far as practicable, be kept apart from other residents for 14 days. And that's it. As far as practicable, be kept apart for 14 days. Now, uh, by the way, there's a, a, a really interesting article from the International Long-Term Care Policy Network, which is well worth a read, which I've linked to this, this morning. Anyway, listen, back, to the, back to the High Court. The actual admissions guidance published the guidance to care homes published by public health england on april the 2nd was referred to by the court and it said and again i've paraphrased it but some of these patients from hospital may have covid whether symptomatic or asymptomatic all of these patients can be safely cared for in a care home if this guidance is followed 
If an individual has no symptoms or has tested positive but is no longer showing symptoms and completed their isolation period, then care should be provided as normal. Negative tests are not required prior to transfers or admission to the care home. Now, significantly, the court also noted it is not clear to us how this document, the guidance, came to be issued in the terms we have quoted. We've seen a draft from Public Health England indicated that people who were confirmed to have COVID should not be admitted to a COVID-free care home. And similarly, that patients who did not appear to be suffering from COVID should not be admitted to a care home where there's already an outbreak. And the courts say there had been a growing awareness of the risk of asymptomatic transmission. Patrick Valance's uh, interview on the uh, 13th of March, which was on the Today programme, and Professor Yvonne Dawes' evidence at the Health Select Committee 10 days later, 13 days later, on the 26th of March. There is no evidence that the Secretary of State or anyone advising him addressed the issue of the risk to care home residents of asymptomatic transmission. Now, it seems to me the Secretary of State will be entitled to turn to Public Health England for a distillation of a growing undergrowth of evidence and definitive advice. He doubtless did. However, as the court point out, the draft guidance changed for reasons the court admitted they were not clear about. Conspiracy? Well, did you ever wonder why, in August 2020, at the height of the pandemic, Public Health England was closed down? Were they leaned on in March and April to change their guidance? They pushed back and paid the price? Have the best weekend you can, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>